Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, freetalklive.com. Starting things out with a little bit of good news tonight, as I predicted, the Ron Paul campaign has crashed through their goal of raising $500,000 by the end of this month. They started uh, they started trying to raise the money on Monday, and it was immediately apparent that they were going to make it through the $500,000 well before the deadline. I think it's indicative of the, um, you know, the Ron Paul campaign's surprise at how much support they have in general. Um, I just don't think that they, they realize how many people out there support and how much. And um, it's it's a good thing. I mean, underestimate Absolutely. yourself is much better than overestimating yourself. So they got rid of it. The, they chucked the old $500,000 mark. And, right, because uh, they're now at $550,000. Right. Um, and they have a full three days remaining. Right. So it's And they put up a, th- a million by the end of the month. And, you know... It could it can be likely done. happen. It, it can be done. Um, you know, will they make it a, to a million? I'm going to say yes at this point. Millions um, a lot of jack. They've done an amazing job. The the people behind the Ron Paul campaign, the supporters, the people that are out there just doing their own thing in support of Ron Paul, they're just they're unpredictably awesome at doing what they're doing. Mm. Uh, the Ron Paul girl has come out with another video. I don't know if you've oh, seen no, this. Oh no, I haven't Mark. seen She's this. She's in a bee a bee outfit this time. What is a bee outfit? Uh, like a bzz, bzz, bee, like Bumble a buzzy bee. bee. I yeah. see. Um, and uh, she's looking good as always. So, uh, they, I mean, people are out there doing their thing for Ron Paul, and they're getting views. The, the first video she put out, there's this thing on Metacafe, which is one of the YouTube-like sites. It's sort okay. of like YouTube. Um, and if, I think if you go there and you search for Ron Paul Girl, you'll find the video. But you can submit your videos to this producer rewards thing. And every time somebody, um, every time you get a thousand views on your video, they pay you five bucks. Hmm. She's already made almost a grand off of that Ron Paul Girl video. Wow. Now, they only start paying you after you've made 20,000 views. So you hit 20,000, and then every thousand after that, you get five bucks for for 1,000 views. Wow. Which, I hope she donates it to the campaign. I, yeah. Whatever she does with it, uh, pretty it's cool, hers. though. I mean... Well, I did a little Ron Paul activi- activism today myself. Did you? What's that? Well, um, I, I've had Ron Paul signs in my yard, and they keep on coming up missing. You've, you've lost two now, right? Uh, I've lost two signs, so I'm on my third. Okay. And didn't you say you were going to electrocute the wires or something like that? I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, I think that was somebody's idea, and I, I don't want to hurt anyone with my sign. Uh, but at the same time, I'd like to keep it. Thieves are the lowest of the low, though. Who cares if you hurt them? I understand, but you know, it's it, it's not the level of um, elevation I'd like to go to. Lowest of the low for nonviolent criminals. How about that? Right. So um, I, I, I first I put out a sign, it disappeared. Um, I put out another one. I figured, well, it just it's a fluke, right? Well, that mm-hmm. disappeared the very next day. It, I don't think it lasted an entire 24 hours. Hmm. So this one I've taken and I put in, uh, put it right next to the porch. And I put baling wire around it and wrapped it up real tight. What is baling wire? It's um. It, you know, wire that you make bales out of. It's what did a, you you wrapped the sign to the porch or yes, it's attached to a column. I see. So uh, it's it's through the little you know. Um, so what, do they have to cut the sign to actually remove it if they want to. They'll have to, um, to to remove it. They'll have to cut the baling wire or cut the uh, metal stand that the sign is on. They can't just cut around the sign because it's a hard sign. It'd be pretty difficult. It's one to of the cut, uh, right? corrugated plastic ones. Yeah. But I've glued that to the uh, um, the stand that it's on. So <laughs> that'll show them gorilla glue. 
I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they'll make a mess of it. Maybe they'll stomp on it and tear it up. But at the very least, uh, you know, I, I've got I've taken the next step. Those things aren't cheap, by the way. I was looking because, as you may know, uh, Julia, my girlfriend, is running for city council here in Keene, New Hampshire. Was getting quotes on some of those political signs today. They're like four bucks a pop. Wow. Uh, wow, indeed. And that's not even including the uh, the little metal stake. That's like another dollar. So it really adds up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, good news. Ron Paul smashed through the $500,000 barrier, already over to uh, $552,000. And last night when we were doing the show, they were behind 400000 So they've made $150,000 in approximately 25 hour, 24 hours. That's just unbelievable. That's something that I don't think has ever happened in a libertarian campaign before. Ever. Well, it's not a libertarian campaign, it's a Republican He is one. a libertarian, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, he's called a libertarian on the news, major media. He does not deny being a libertarian. He embraces the word, and he, he, he points out every time that I can't run as a libertarian. He says, I tried running as a libertarian in 1988, and I learned that the, the rules are stacked against me, and they've gotten worse since then, mm-hmm. because uh, after Ross Perot got into the debates in 1992 and managed to pull away 19% of the popular vote, the Republicans and Democrats got it through their head real quick that they needed to tighten down ship, if you will, and uh, restrict the third parties even further than they'd ever been restricted. So it's now even more difficult 20 years later to run a campaign as a third party than it was back then. So that's what Ron Paul's been saying this whole time, is, you know, I... I couldn't. I don't want to run as a third party. It's too much of a hassle, and uh, you just don't get. They don't pay any attention to you. It's hard enough for him to get attention as it is now, um, but it, it's getting easier as his popularity increases and the the money that's rolling in increases. He was on the front page of the Boston Herald. I think it was today or yesterday, or the Boston Globe. Uh, Boston Globe, which that's a pretty big deal. I yep. mean, that's that's a major paper. So things are going well, and uh, you can go to RonPaul2008.com if you want to contribute to their million dollar effort. Which I'm going to predict, I'm going to say he's going to make it. Anyway, here's some other interesting news, which is a little confusing, but I felt like it's important to read this just because it's fascinating. Parallel, uh, parallel universes exist, say a scientific study. According to the Press Association, parallel universes really do exist, according to a mathematical discovery by Oxford scientists described by one expert as quote, one of the most important developments in the history of science. So they've discovered parallel universes through the use of math? Apparently so. The parallel universe theory, first proposed in the 1950s by U.S. physicist Hugh Everett, helps explain mysteries of quantum mechanics that have been baffling scientists for decades, it is claimed. In Everett's many worlds universe, every time a new physical possibility is explored, the universe splits. Now, thinking about that, it's pretty mind-boggling. Like... Mark, you decided to come to work tonight, but in the parallel universe where you decided to not come to work tonight, you're laying around your house right now playing video games or something like that. That's as I understand what I just read. I, I suppose that that's that's the way it seems. I, I can't imagine. I didn't even think I didn't even really make a decision as to whether or not to come to work tonight. Um, I can't imagine what that mark is like that would say, eh, I'd rather stay home and play video games. It's mind-boggling. If I'm understanding this correctly, again, they say every time a new physical possibility is explored, the universe splits. Uh, Given a number of possible alternative outcomes, each one is played out in its own universe. A motorist who has a near-miss, for instance, might feel relieved at his lucky escape. But in a parallel universe, another version of the same driver will have been killed. Yet another universe will see the motorist recover after treatment in a hospital. The number of alternative scenarios is endless. 
It's a bizarre idea which has been dismissed as fanciful by many experts. But the new research from Oxford shows it offers a mathematical answer to quantum conundrums that can't be dismissed lightly and suggests that Dr. Everett, who was a Ph.D. student at Princeton University when he came up with the theory, might have been on the right track. Commenting in New Scientist magazine, Dr. Andy Albrecht, physicist at the University of California, said, quote, this work will go down as one of the most important developments in the history of science, unquote. According to quantum mechanics, nothing at the subatomic scale can really be said to exist until it is observed. Until then, particles occupy nebulous superposition states in which they can have a simultaneous up and down spin or appear to be in different places at the same time. Observation of the phenomenon appears to nail down a particular state of reality in the same way as spinning a spinning coin can only be said to be a heads or tails uh, at any given once, moment once it is caught it has to be okay. caught in order to determine heads or tails okay until then you can't really be sure according to quantum mechanics unobserved particles are described by wave functions representing a set of multiple probable states when an observer makes a measurement the particle then settles down into one of these multiple options so is it too confusing because i had to read this a couple of times i i think i have um you know it it's above what i can understand but they're saying that at some sort of subatomic level once the observers Actually, once they are able to observe what's going on, the particle then settles down, then chooses an option, is basically what they're saying. Uh, up until then... I've heard this before, believe it or not. Up until then, it was up in the air as to what was going to happen. Uh, it's very confusing, but very fascinating. Anyway, the science geeks are saying there are parallel universes, and they, they're created at every moment's decision, almost, is what it sounds like, or every time a physical possibility is explored, whatever that means. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231, SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And by the way, some of those features include the bulletin board system where... There have been a bit of controversy, uh, controversy recently. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. You can get interactive with over a quarter of a million posts, over 1,700 people. But uh, the controversy has surrounded the posting of unwanted images. Certain people apparently actually get paid to sit around on their job and like surf our website, which is pretty amazing. You know, They're at work, and they're actually surfing around our site. But I guess they don't like having... Naughty pictures or or gross, disgusting, gory pictures. Come I would want screen. them. Period. But and so there've been some uh, there've been some suggestions that have been made as far as how we can help users on our BBS avoid seeing things they don't want to see. And we already had the ignore feature, which you can ignore any user on the BBS. But now there's a new feature that allows you to just turn off pictures. So that way, if you want to still read what people are saying, because the ignore feature you can't read what they're saying. Can you turn on um, pictures individually, each picture? No. Okay. You can just turn off all the pictures Does and not ignore anybody. Quickly or... do that um, so that you can turn it on to look at a particular picture and then turn it back off? No. It's just across the board, no pictures on the BBS. So that's just another option. Yeah. If you don't want to use the ignore feature, that one's there now, and I'm about done installing options for you people. BBS.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Robert in California, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Robert. Hey, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Well, you know, you're just talking about quantum mechanics and superpositioning. Um, there were some movies. Yes, things out. I know uh, nothing whatsoever right. about. Things we should not be talking about. 
Well, there was a movie uh, um, uh, a while ago that's probably on DVD, what you can call, it's called What the Bleep Do You Know? Oh, I've, I've heard of that. Yeah, and it actually, in, in, in a sort of uh, uh, entertaining sort of way, it explains the, 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 the superpositioning in quantum mechanics. But I, I think there's also a simple way. You ever lose your keys and went and go looking for them? Oh, who hasn't? You know? Okay, and so all of a sudden you go back to where you thought you left them, and there they are again. Uh-huh. Okay. It slipped into an alternate universe for a little <laughs> bit. Now, wait, were the keys slipped into the alternate universe, or was your brain slipped into the alternate universe where you thought you'd put them in the alternate universe, but you'd actually put them in your universe? That's where the possibilities are endless. Well, when I lose things, I go and ask my wife where they are, and she always knows. Does that mean my wife rules the universe? It could be. At least a few of them. <laughs> At least this yours. One, I can tell you that much. <laughs> So, Robert, are you with the uh, scientists on this story we were talking about, where they're saying that evidence now exists to prove that uh, there are alternative universes? I think uh, Parallel, where, I, where I am with it is, is where they talk about where we create our own um, day, where we create our own um, reality, I think. But also we have to remember that also other people are creating at the same time. And I think it's the more they did a study, um, what they talk about where they – um, in Washington, D.C., they just have 50,000 or 5,000 volunteers come in and just think positive thoughts about bringing down crime, and the crime rate went down, uh, I forget how many percent. And when they asked the, the chief of police, you know, how could this get done before the experiment, he says, well, they would need about 10 feet of snow before that would happen. Um, but without the 10 feet of snow, crime rate went down. Hmm. So I think we can, you know, in a way, influence people as long as we're doing it positively and not imposing our will on people, but for the greater good, I guess. Are, are, um, we, you know. are you basically suggesting that uh, this, as, as science explores the concept of quantum mechanics, that we're seeing a, a sort of a mixing between science and sort of pseudoscience in the way, like metaphysics, that sort of thing, sort of the, the more uh, conceptual ideas well, it sounds to me like that—that um, that, that is the truth a little bit. If the particle doesn't, um, you know, uh, if the particle hasn't decided what it's doing in the, the in the universe until you observe it, mm -hmm. it does sound that way. Well, I had a, a, a teacher who taught uh, shamanism, and he said the difference between science and religion, what held those two together, was metaphysics. So, how would a Christian interpret news like this? I mean, what's your? Do you have a belief system at all, Robert? Well, I have a belief system. I do believe that there is a Christ. I do believe that there uh, uh, that there is a power in the universe. I, I don't believe in what it's portrayed in uh, most of the churches these days. You don't believe that uh, Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? <laughs> uh, well, that that's really the defining point. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't believe it. Well, you know, there's there's a there's a few a, a few uh, irregularities in the story. So, um, <laughs> uh, but regardless of that, without trying to offend anybody, uh, I, I do believe that, and I have, and I've had my own spiritual experience where I was on the other side for a while, um, where you call a near death experience. But what did you do over there? <laughs> um, basically, I learned and listened to what it is, to what the the spirits were saying. What was your um, uh, body manifesting as on this other side? Did you uh, sit in an easy chair and and learn and manifest? Actually, or? I didn't. See 
see a body per se. I didn't see my own body. There was no nothing to reflect. But I do know that at the time when I was in my uh, in this other world, that I was put into like this uh, nexus of all these other spirits and sort of this blinding white light. But in inside this sort of uh, uh, space where I was, I can see individual uh, people. See, I told you, know, you not, I'm right. Or, or, or spheres. I wouldn't say there were people. There's, you can just say that it was some kind of other entity. This, I and feel I like I'm heard... on the Art Bell show right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robert, well, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate right. it. 800-259-9231. Who, by the way, is apparently coming out of retirement again. What is this, the 10th time in the last 10 years? Art Bell is is a, is a an artist driven by his art. Uh, there's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not being, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Absolutely, Art Bell is one of the great broadcasters of our time. I don't know if he'll go down in history or anything like that, but he, he's, he's one of the big boys out there, and he does uh, an amazing program. And well, didn't he get the award at this year's uh, R&R seminar? It, and, and he damn well deserves it. Yeah, that's going down and, in history. And he didn't smoke a cigarette the whole time he was in there. <laughs> well, I don't think you're allowed to smoke in there. That, well, I mean, Art Bell, though. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's continue with the calls. Nigel in New York, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Nigel. Hi, I just wanted to point out that what the bleep do we know? The film has absolutely nothing to do with science. It's just a load of metaphysical crap. Well, it's okay. it's some fun metaphysical crap, from what I understand. And now, people have seen it like it. it. It was an entertaining movie, but if you think it if you think it's telling you about quantum mechanics, you're deluded. <laughs> okay, so now with that I spend in mind, most of my time that way anyway. It doesn't really matter. I personally have not seen this movie, so I, I can't comment. But with uh, with that in mind, how do you interpret this new uh, scientific uh, revelation that there are indeed, or at least some scientists believe, there are indeed parallel universes? Well, I one that's not new, but. I really don't. I don't know enough about physics to make a judgment on it. I, I do know that what the belief do we know has nothing to do with science. But you know, when you present me two different scientific theories on a field that I don't know anything about, I'm not going to claim to know what to do. Hmm. So, all right. Well, I think that the the fact that uh, the particles are sort of choosing their own states uh, upon observation to me indicates a higher power. Well, I don't know about that. Are the particles choosing their states, or are you choosing the state for the particle? I, don't, I guess I just well, don't know. I think, I think according to this theory, if it's the one that I've heard before, both happen, and you see one of them. Interesting. It's just fascinating to me. I, I don't claim to know much about it, um, but I just find the idea very interesting. And thank you for the call. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. that at all times... There are, at any time a physical choice is made, there's a new universe that is opened up and there's another path that's being followed simultaneously. It's fascinating. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. Single CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, by the way, we give away, including... 
the live streams. Broadband version of the show, dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. Talking about, uh, and I didn't really expect this to generate phone calls, but uh, here it is. People calling in, they want to talk about quantum physics and uh, metaphysics and how maybe the two are sort of crossing paths at this point. Uh, at least that's the way I've interpreted this story about the, the scientists now coming out and saying, some scientists now coming out and saying that there's there's evidence in their opinion of parallel universes. The existence of parallel universes that they allege are created at the moment you do something, you make a change physically, which I, I presume could mean make a decision. Decide to do one thing versus another, that sort of thing. That's the impression I get. If I'm wrong about this, please correct me. It, for, for me, it's, it's dumbfounding to think there's it's six... It's boggling. Yeah, yes. there's six billion people in the world. If you think about just in one hour, how many decisions are made? Like, should I go to the bathroom or should I pee my pants? Mm-hmm. Should I go upstairs? Should I go downstairs? Should I eat something? Should I not eat something? It's just, should I chew this food or choke on it? Just incredible amount of decisions that are made. It just really points to the fact that there is so much that we don't understand about how the the whole universe works. And will we ever get a grasp on it? I I don't know. It, but it certainly is fun to learn. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to John in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, John. Hello. I was just wondering, uh, is this theory the same theory that is uh, known as the string theory? And if not, how do they differ? Oh, because God. That's a question for an expert. Yeah, you're, you're just talking to a couple talk show hosts, man. Well, I'm hoping there's an, es- an expert listening. There's a, chance, there's a chance that one of our listeners knows a lot more about this uh, than, uh, than well, we do. Well, that's the reason for my call. I'm so your question is, is there a difference between quantum physics and, and string theory? This theory. Well, it's, it's, the string theory is quantum mechanics. Ah. And it, uh, the one who took uh, Einstein's theory, uh, mm-hmm. and more or less proved it moved it beyond where uh, before the string theory the uh, numbers just fell apart at a certain point, mm-hmm. and with the string theory uh, the numbers were able to uh, keep going, and I believe they uh, are able to uh, go back beyond the uh, singularity. You're losing me already, time. John, but hopefully an, so hopefully, <laughs> someone who knows more will call in. Thanks for the call and the question. 800-259-9231, if you can answer that uh, better than I. Uh, again, the, uh, there's news that, that's come out that has said that, the, that parallel universes exist. How does that actually translate to real life, though? I mean, it's interesting to talk about. It's interesting to think about the idea that, well, if you didn't go out and do something, then that... If you decided to not do something that you were originally going to do, that there's some parallel universe where you're actually going out and doing that, what happens? It, how does that? How does it work with uh, you know your consciousness? I mean, you don't know about yourself in the parallel universes, so right. Here's here's what I don't how understand. How many selves do you have? Well, it's. <laughs> And how does time play play a factor? Because time is sort of, I mean, it exists, but it doesn't exist. There was a post on our BBS recently about time, which is very, very interesting, and once again, very scientific. Uh, But, you know, how does that play into it? 
Well, when you think about, um, like, for instance, I've thought about, I've, I've been upset at people. For instance, I've thought about beating you up. Yeah. But I wouldn't do such a thing. Because so. I don't pick on skinny little guys. <laughs> but no, I, I, I wouldn't, like, what, the, myself, I'm not going to go out and beat people up. I'm not going right. to beat you up because I disagree with you. Um, so myself is different in this parallel universe because he would do it. I don't know, man. It's hard to. It's really hard to understand. I mean, because there's so many different things that you could do at any given time. How are you to, supposed to? It's just. I. You know what? We must sound like totally clueless. Talk. Even just trying to explore the idea. Yeah. I, I think, think we, we should, should move, move on, on to a uh, subject where we can talk about <laughs> libertarian politics. We'll talk about cigarettes. Uh, there's a cigarette surveillance program, but we're going to continue with your phone calls. Uh, Mac in Michigan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Mac. Hey there. What's on your mind? Um, well, yesterday I was listening to the program, and someone brought up the Austrian theory of the business cycle, and I just wanted to clarify, because he talked about it just being about a central bank, but it's actually the fractional reserve system in whole, and that's why we experienced the business cycle even when we didn't have a central bank. That explains it. Uh, so you're suggesting that in in the absence of a central bank, in the absence of, you know, government-controlled currencies, that... Uh, that at that point, then we'd very, very, it'd be very unlikely to to even really have a recession. Is that what you're yeah. pointing out? At every every time the government gets into business at all, though regulation in um, an area of business that can cause a business cycle. From what I understand from the uh, economic point of view, um, that it's it's only a free market that will actually keep um, you know, growth steady and continuing. So a true free market is what we're looking to do to uh, to avoid future recessions. Then. Gotcha. Well, yes, most likely. Thanks, Mac. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231 to, uh, to Carl in Montreal. You're on Free Talk Live, Carl. Hey, there's a couple articles I, I was going to came up in today's paper. Uh, news information come out about how Bush bullied countries into backing the war. Uh, some document was released. I heard. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, Bush's conversation with the Spanish prime minister before the war, and he said that these countries like Angola or others, Chile, Cameroon, they, they would lose financial aid if they did not support the war, and they would invade Iraq, whether or not the United Nations authorized it. Yeah, we were pretty much aware of that. They uh, they bribed the the countries or threatened them, as you're pointing out, and in many cases, uh, some bureaucrats in other countries got pretty wealthy because they decided to go along with this. Uh, whole it's, my, it's my understanding that uh, actually Iceland has pulled out of the coalition at this point. They took their one guy home. Um, actually, they'll do so on the 30th of uh, September. The one the one guy from Iceland will be leaving Iraq. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, it's usually just a handful of troops, if anything at all. If, I mean, if they're even providing troops, what I think they were looking for was just the countries to sign on and say, yeah, we're behind you, U.S. I think that's what they were trying to do, not necessarily to get troops there. Um, there was something else, too, I heard on an earlier show today. Um, they were saying that Saddam Hussein offered to surrender, and the United States would not accept it. They wanted to go to war regardless. Yeah, well, it, I believe it. I mean, they were talking about that before, um, I guess, wasn't Bush talking about that from the very beginning of his term? Wasn't there a revelation that came out from one of his, I guess, cabinet members or some of the guy, one of the guys in the White House came out and wrote a book and pointed out that George W. Bush, before September 11th, had been talking about invading Iraq. He wanted to, you know, finish what daddy started or something like that. So, yeah, that's that's all pretty much come out at this point, Carl. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. But never hurts to re uh, never hurts to reiterate or revisit because Americans, they have a tendency to forget history. 
I watched another one of those videos recently, Mark, where they somebody goes into the streets of America with a video camera and just approaches people and asks them questions like, who's the vice president? I love those things. It just it, it amazes me that people don't know. But I know that at certain times, I've forgotten things, too. So I wonder how much of it is these people are just dumb and how much of it is, oh, man, they caught him off guard with that question, that kind of thing. But I'd love to see I'd love to see one um, that, that would – there's a tricky one that I thought of. If you have people point out Wyoming on a map of the United States, you put the states in there. Mm-hmm. But if you have them point out Wyoming, Wyoming's kind of tough because it's – rectangular, yeah. just like Colorado, which is right next to it, and Utah's kind of rectangular-ish. Mm-hmm. It's out there in the rectangular state area. And um, I think that I, I think that, that would be uh, it would be extra funny, simply because it's hard to do. Yeah, that would be Harder difficult. And uh, some people had trouble with... Uh, most people had trouble with the question about the defense secretary. I wouldn't have gotten it. Uh, it's not Donald Rumsfeld. It's some other guy named Robert Gates, apparently. Not, oh, yeah, but everybody right. answered Rumsfeld. Uh, and but the the really interesting questions were who's the vice president? Mm-hmm. A decent amount of people did not know. Mm. Uh, also, when was nine eleven? A significant chunk of people, over thirty percent, did not know. Very interesting stuff. How could you not know that one? More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and uh, purchase some stuff at our store, store store.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. All kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise and more, all available to you at store.freetalklive.com. Dot com. As we continue with the phone calls, uh, let's say let's go and talk to Michael in Kansas. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? I wanted to talk about the quantum mechanics stuff you guys were talking about earlier. Okay, okay. sure, sure. Uh, just to recap for anyone just tuning in, the uh, scientists, some scientists are saying that parallel universes exist, and uh, it has to do with quantum me- uh, mechanics. What was your uh, your comment? I think one of the callers asked if this was related to string theory, mm-hmm. and it kind of is because string theory is one of the attempts at coming up with the, uh, the the theory of everything, which is something that Einstein was looking for. It's Can like, you explain what that means? I mean, what is? It's they're trying to connect the. I think there's four types of forces in science: there's the gravity and magnetism, thermodynamics, and then there's two uh, nuclear forces which work on at like the atom level. And so they're trying to come up with one theory that explains all of that instead of having uh, four separate things with their own systems. And uh, so uh, string theory is just, I think it's one of a few of uh, trying to explain it. Mm -hmm. And what it, and when they're working out the math for it, they found out that it only works if there's multiple dimensions. So I think this, what they're working on right here, is they're trying to continue working on the math to try and figure out, you know, how many dimensions and how it works out and stuff like that. So but you're saying as the, they were in, as they were looking into string theory, they figured it would it could only work if indeed there were parallel universes. And now science is showing that there is indeed evidence for parallel universes. I I think that's what they're going for. I think I haven't read the article that uh, you guys were talking about yet, but it sounds like they're using they were just using math to uh, to uh, further prove it, right? 
That's what they're saying, yes. Because I think the controversial thing with science is that this stuff, they haven't been able to actually test it. So it's hard to have something that's actual science if you can't test it. So right now it's just a bunch of... Uh, hypotheses and theories and stuff. Right. How do you test a, a parallel universe? I mean, yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's the hard part. <laughs> how how can you tell? How, how can you tell when one is created? And I mean, if you can create a parallel universe, can a parallel universe be destroyed? Damn. <laughs> I don't know. These are the questions that I would like to have answers to. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts, Michael? Uh, just one. I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet, but I was reading a uh, Reuters article saying that some town in Germany has decided that the best way to improve road safety is to completely remove their traffic lights and stop signs. Yes, uh, and it's not the first European town that has done that. It has apparently been done to some success in, uh, I think, an area of the Netherlands. I'm not positive yeah. on that, but uh, but yes, uh, we did report on that, and I don't know what has happened since they've done that, but they have done it, and uh, it's pretty fascinating. The basic theory being that if you aren't always telling people what they need to do, they're a little more cautious uh, when they're driving, and they don't presume that they're automatically safe because they have a seatbelt on or because there's a sign telling them to turn left or a barrier on the side of the road as they're going around a cliff, that sort of thing. So they uh, they compensate for the danger by being more careful drivers. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I, I, actually, I, I've a uh, listener has uh, IM'd me the, the uh, nuclear forces that you were talking about are called uh, cyc- uh, Cyclotron and Tevatron. Does that sound right to you? I think I just know them as the weak nuclear force, and I think it's called the strong, strong nuclear force. force. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. the other thing they said. There you go. <laughs> there, might be, there might be different names for them. I'm not sure. I suspect it's uh, probably correct then, right? Thank you for the call, Michael. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. So lots to learn. And how will they test these devices? Or I mean, what devices will they create to test whether or not a, a parallel universe exists? I mean, this is funny, too. It's been an interesting week. We talked about time travel, I think, at the beginning of the week. And that was just because a caller called in and brought it up. And then a few more people called in to talk about time travel. And you know, the, uh, the, the hypothesis was that you could travel back through time, but you couldn't change anything when you go back through Which time. Which, it, it seems ludicrous to me. If I step on a carpet, on carpeting, I've changed the direction that that carpet goes. Yeah. I've breathed air. I've, I've turned, you know, uh, ingested oxygen molecules and, um, you know, take, uh, you know expelled uh, carbon dioxide molecules. I've, I'm changing things just by being there. If indeed it's true that uh, every action creates an alternative universe, at least one of them, right. as the scientists are saying, how could they tap into that? I mean, they'd have to. That would be almost like time traveling, wouldn't it? Because you'd you'd essentially be going into a completely separate reality. I mean, what what time isn't necessarily a factor there? Because there'd be all kinds of things that would be different. And Wow, it's mind-boggling. But Just I, thinking and, about and this, you, so many different individual things that you choose in your own life. There could be billions of of separate universes just for your life alone, let alone the next five people that you encounter. Uh, wow. And if you were to go back in time, you know, there was the chaos theory where hurricanes are created by butterflies' wings or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you heard the song. Um, <laughs> But sometimes a hurricane could be created by butterflies' wings over in Japan or something like sure, that. Sure, a hurricane here in uh, in, in the United States. Yeah expelling oxygen is, you know, the equivalent of a butterfly flapping its little wings. If I breathe heavily while I'm in the past, I could create a hurricane over in the, you know, it's just, 
fascinating. Yeah. Strange, bizarre. My mind clamps up. It, yeah, says, mine, no. it's mine. Uh-uh. I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it mm, just sort of no. grinding to a halt. Like, you were not meant to comprehend this. Right, uh, just... You cannot understand it, you little ant, basically. Right? Well, mine being more vain than yours, mine's just refusing. It says, no, <laughs> no, no. This must not be possible because I cannot comprehend it. Well, you know, it is, uh, it's almost. It's difficult for us to even comprehend the uh, the universe we live in. I mean, what we occupy right now with right. The, its vast expanse up in uh, you know the sky and the universe and the Milky Way and the galaxies and the suns and all the different things that are out there. I mean, it just it goes off for infinity as right. far as we can tell. And so, if you think about that and uh, and then apply it times a infin- infinity times infinity with all these infinite sub universes and I mean. Are we? I don't even. Why should? Why are we even talking about this, Mark? I just feel like uh, I'm. I'm showing my ignorance. I think that the point. callers think it's funny as we expound on it, and yeah. therefore, um, you, you know, just they just keep on egging us on. Well, one of the things I do like is the sort of the, the metaphysical concept of that you can indeed create what you want in your life. Now, you can't have it tomorrow, but you can pretty much make what you want for yourself happen. I mean, as long as you you work towards it and you don't go and destroy things and and uh, kill people and that sort of thing but you can you can bring almost anything you want into your life success and uh, the the type of work that you want to do and and everything and i i've seen that i've certainly seen that happen in my life uh, have you have you seen what that you, as well? what you focus on grows um, right. is a, a nice simple little um saying that that works there if you're focusing on it it's going to grow Right. Well, it's not like watching the phone and waiting for it to ring. It's not quite the same thing. But, but uh, Right. There's action involved. Uh, yeah. I can make that phone ring by making telephone calls to clients. Exactly. Who are then, you know, sooner or later, one of them is going to call me back. I can leave better or worse messages there, uh, enticing them to call me back um, and, of course, advertise on Free Talk Live in the process. Right. I was watching this uh, this movie called The Secret recently, which sort of no. talks about Did you talks see The Secret? Yeah, I saw The Secret. I can't believe you would even watch that. Have you seen The Secret? Yeah, yes, I have the video. <laughs> I found it very interesting. I like that. I'm, I'm very interested in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And but The Secret almost... Uh, Almost says that there's a god. I mean, it's, it's, che- it's, it's sort of a- it's kind of cheesy, and they they sort of beat around the idea that you don't really have to. They talk about how you can have what you want, but they don't really focus on the fact that you need to go out and get it. You know, so sec- uh, the secret is science of mind. Um, that's absolutely. You know, the, the religion that I told you that I've um, sort of been. You know, that, that's what I um, the closest thing to what I believe. Mm-hmm. That's what science of mind is. You are a little piece of God, and you control the universe to some extent or another. Right, but not necessarily any more than anybody else does, apparently. Um, it, it depends on how well you control, how uh, focused you are in controlling the universe. Unless, indeed, we are all really controlling our own universes, and we're constantly splitting off unlimited uh, parallel universes with every decision we make. So this is why I find it very interesting. Yeah. All right, 800-259-9231. What the hell do we know? We're just talk show hosts. But if you've got a comment, you're certainly welcome to make it. On the way, cigarette surveillance. You thought that uh, the rules against cigarette trade and the taxes had gone high enough and the rules had become oppressive enough. Well, you thought wrong. Now they've got, well, we'd already talked about the cigarette interdiction squad in New York City, but now it's moving out to Nashville, Tennessee. It's not, they're not calling it the cigarette interdiction squad and they're not doing quite the same thing that the guys in New York City are doing. But we'll tell you about it because this could be coming to a town near you or a city near you. So look out if you're a cigarette smoker, at least. And if you're not a cigarette smoker, well, they could do it for fireworks. 
or something else. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. Hour number two is on the way unless we create a parallel universe and decide to stop doing the show or something. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free as we launch in hour number two, the toll-free number 800-259-9231. And that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The feature's on the site for free, so enjoy those on us as we roll right into the phone calls to talk to Sean in Oregon. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, I wanted to comment on the time travel discussions that you uh, you were talking about before. Sure. Uh, it uh, it kind of uh, makes it easier to understand that you can't change anything in, in history if you go back in time because basically everything that you do has already been done. So if everything you, say, you um, do I has wanna, already been done. Yeah, you say I want to I want to go back in time and visit myself then you would have visited yourself and, and knew that and remembered that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's very, it's, yeah, it does make sense. Basically, the, the idea being that if you went back in time and, and saw your grandfather and, and uh, tried to stop him from having sex with your grandmother, you wouldn't be able to do it because doing that would make you not exist and you never would have gone been able to go back in the first place to stop your grandfather. So the, well, uh, or... Um, you would actually remember the fact that you had gone back and somebody had stopped that from happening already. I suppose. Very interesting. Anything else on your mind? That's, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Uh, let's talk to Mark in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hey, Mark. Ian, how are you doing today? Good. Great. What's on your mind? Well, I wanted to ask Mark. Mark has some, has some knowledge of this, probably. I wanted to ask, uh, what would you think of costumed vigilantes in a free market world? <laughs> what does that I, mean? Well, I mean, it's superheroes and oh, stuff. Oh, I see. Superheroes. Gotcha. I, uh, I, I don't think that it's any more likely um, in a free market world than, <laughs> than it is today. I, I, you know, I, was th- I've, I often think about what would it be like to be a superhero, and you've got to tr- really the issue of being a superhero is being, A, at the right place at the right time in order to stop crime. And which is really unless you've got the spidey sense or just the super hearing or whatever, unlikely right? as hell. Yeah. Uh, well, you'd have to be a superhero, kind of like in the vein of Batman or, or Captain yeah. America. Right. They don't have superpowers. They just they, have toys. They just yeah. Well, Captain America just has the one shield, really, yeah. and maybe a little chainmail, and he's of course you know strong and stuff. Okay. Uh, and you'd have to travel from one place to another um, efficiently, so because if the cops find Batman, they're going to beat the crap out of him, put him in jail. Well. What if it's a private security firm? Um. Like Ian, totally <laughs> non-governmental world here. Would they – how would that affect them if there's no law against being a vigilante? Well, it probably would just make it difficult for them to get a girlfriend. You know, that might actually go, that might actually go over kind of well with some people, the idea that you could hire the superhero protection firm, and uh, whenever you called them, guys in suits would show up. Uh, guys in uh, – well, like superhero outfits would show up. It would be a little weird, but I could see some people hiring them. Why not, right? But, I mean, since it wouldn't be illegal, 
do you think people might actually do it? Since now it's illegal. And you think it's illegal? It's not illegal to be a superhero. It, no, he's saying it's illegal, it's to, be illegal to be a vigilante. It's illegal to be a vigilante. I, I suppose it depends on the community you are and how and how vigilante-esque you are. I mean, if you're the Punisher, yeah. But if you're Captain America and you don't actually kill people, you just kind of bang them up and tr- then trust them up and, and leave them for the cops, I, I don't think there's going to be as much problem. Do you think it would ever get to the point where it'd be like The Tick, where there's all kinds of superheroes, just bizarro superheroes out there competing for uh, for business? we got all these bizarro populations. Politicians, you know, you never know. Anything is possible. I guess you're right about that. Thanks but, for the call. Uh, yeah, since Batman huh? is hunted in DC Comics because he is a vigilante, uh, who's he, he starts off by? as a hunted man because he's a vigilante. But he used to be uh, down with uh, the Commissioner Gordon. Right. right. I don't. But he I don't wasn't read, always. That I, you know, I don't know. I've, n- I've never, I've never read Batman, no. so I can't comment. Oh. But thanks for the call, but, Mark. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is great. We're all over the map tonight. Yeah, it's the weirdest show ever. Let's talk to Jackie in New uh, New York. Jackie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jackie. Jackie in New York. Going once. Jackie in New Hello. York. Hello. Hi, sorry. That's okay. Um, That's I was actually, um, I was, I had a question for Ian. Um, I know that you're an anarcho-capitalist. Uh, uh, so I, I, I like to call myself a free marketeer. It's first. just remarkably okay. like an um, anarcho-capitalist. So I was wondering, actually, how, if you might be able to explain how one is less likely to be subject to theft of their property under a system without government or with... Well, considering government is the most frequent thief of someone's property, then eliminating government would automatically make you less likely to be subjected to theft. Um, or you, but... mean, you mean outside of government, right? You mean the other thieves in the world. Right, exactly. I mean, how how would how can one know? I mean, I agree theoretically, but I'm trying to figure out logistically how can one know that you would be less subject to theft from private individuals? Well, I, I don't. Than- I don't know if I've ever made that particular claim necessarily. I don't think that uh, government is really a factor in how often thefts occur. Um, theft mm-hmm. is a uh, the theft usually involves uh, being silent, usually involves being sneaky. It's not something that's mm-hmm. necessarily going to attract a lot of attention or make a lot of noise. So it's very unlikely uh, many thieves, professional thieves, you know, they're very good at not getting caught. Uh, the things mm-hmm. that really stop thieves, most thieves, not the professionals, really. You can only slow them down a little bit. But most thieves, your average kid that might be trying to do a B&E, break and enter, or something like that, is really mm-hmm. your own personal security. And that is locks on the door, windows being closed, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a dog in the house, something like that. <laughs> um, these are the right. things that stop thefts. It's not the, you know, no thief is out there worried that a cop is going to roll by the house that he's robbing at that very moment. Many thieves, in fact, are so brazen and so professional that they'll rob a house right in the middle of the uh, the daytime because they know that right. hardly anybody's home. They're all out at work, right. and so mm-hmm. they can just walk in in broad daylight, and no one really ever thinks anything of it. So I I can't really yeah. make the claim that theft would would necessarily go down, but I can certainly say that um, in the instance of a theft actually occurring, it would be investigated properly. Unlike today, where we had a caller right. last night point out that he had his car broken into, and the cops all mm-hmm. they did was fill out a piece of paper and they left. They didn't do any sort of investigating. Right. No incentives. To- actually investigate that thoroughly. Right. So what you'd have is yeah. comp- you'd have competition in the area of investigation and you know you know they the companies would want to satisfy their customers unlike the police who today could give a flip if you're satisfied. They get paid whether or not uh you enjoyed their service. So does that help? That actually um it helps a lot. 
Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Jackie. Appreciate the call. Okay. Hey, and by the way, send us your picture for the shrine. It's been a few. Uh, it's been a few days since we've actually. Oh yeah, one. actually, I plan on it. I'll definitely do that. Fantastic. Thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I hate getting my uh, my hands sullied in this whole ANCAP discussion crap, but I I think that the secu- private security firms um, really would work very well. Uh, you know, the more I think about it, I, I can't imagine what it is an individual pays to uh, support a police force in, in a given town. Um, some towns have more police than others. For instance, uh, you know, some towns here in New Hampshire don't have a police force at all, and they rely on the county, which, of course, they have to pay for that, too. Yeah, I don't think they give you a breakdown here. Down in Florida, they give you a breakdown of uh, the things that your tax dollars are going to. Um, and, you know, when I think about uh, private security companies and that kind of thing, you could by the level of security that you wanted to have, too. If you wanted a car to drive by your house every hour, which seems, you could have it. seems a little out of the ordinary, then um, you could have that. If you wanted really no security, um, as far as you know, somebody to watch over, and I, I can see why you would want that. I, it, it, it seems like you would only want uh, a private investigator when something big goes wrong. For instance, I had a yard sign, as I was saying earlier, I've been having some political yard signs uh, come up missing, I don't need a security firm to handle that. I think I can handle that on my own. Right. But if somebody kidnaps my wife, then I'm going to hire a private investigator to to find them. No doubt about it. Oh, and you know what? I didn't even point out the war on drugs point. We were talking about getting the government out, and would that actually stop thefts? Well, okay, yes, it would, um, in that if you ended the war on drugs, then you wouldn't have these seething crack addicts out there uh, trying to get their next hit of um, crack or meth or whatever and breaking into people's homes. I mean, that's one of the major causes of theft in America is the fact that People need money for drugs, and if indeed they could get those drugs in the marketplace for a marketplace price, which would be, you know, a bottle of aspirin, go to go to the grocery store and look at how much a bottle of aspirin costs. You get a hundred aspirin for like a buck. So if we could have drugs delivered by the marketplace, it would drastically reduce uh, theft, I think. Right. So. The reason that tobacco and alcohol costs um, so much more is uh, there's premium uh, brands and, um, well, the government taxes on them. But those people are the the professionals. And when I was thinking theft, I was thinking professional thieves. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I answered the way I did. The professionals, they're still going to be out there because, you know, that's just what they do. And uh, the marketplace will come up with better effective uh, things to stop them than the government police do. It's a fact. We're on the way. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. Archives are there, an entire year's worth of the show, front page of the website. For your downloading convenience, go and get them on us. That's freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles. All within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. You have some extra thoughts for uh, Jackie in New York about her question in regards to theft. You know, would theft go down in the the advent of a free market as opposed to this government enforcement bureaucracy that we have right now? And we've already already touched on a few points as to why it would. The war on drugs would be over. That's a huge, huge factor in how many thefts there are in America. Also, um, insurance companies and the people that are your protection agencies in the free marketplace would be far more interested. They'd have a financial interest in investigating thefts um, because you've you've purchased insurance on your property. They're going to have to pay out your claim, and they're going to, of course, want to make sure you're actually 
claiming things that are true. They want to make sure that you actually were stolen from, that you aren't scamming them. And they do want to bring that person to justice in order for them to get restitution. Now, that's something that could sort of change the situation today in the government situation. If, if we were to not, not even talk about the, uh, the free market paradigm, but just the, in the government paradigm that we're in, if we shifted to a restitution-based model instead of just an enforcement-based model, as mm-hmm. far as when you catch the thief, it, right now the thief's going to have to go to jail and maybe go on probation and then get out. And you don't usually see any sort of uh, payback. Now, I think there are some instances when that happens. I don't want to like totally blanket that and say it never happens. I think it does uh, today. But if it happened more, then thieves would understand that if they got caught, They'd have to pay back everything that they stole, plus a percentage on top of that. So it it would make it so crime paid less if you had to actually pay the victim back on the in the event that you were caught. And of course, you'd be more likely to be caught in a free market situation where the companies, the protection agencies, have an interest in catching you. I think that um, it it it's worth pointing out that you'd have to pay it back with interest. Um, That's what I said. With interest. Right. It, it, because, you know, if you were just paying back whatever it was that you stole, replacement value, that kind of thing, then um, you might as well steal a bunch of things, hope you only get caught one out of ten right. times. Right. And the marketplace would decide what that interest should be. Maybe it'd be 10%, maybe it'd be 50%. Right. I don't know. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Sam in Texas on the amplifier line. Hello, Sam. You know, y'all are right. It is really funny listening to you guys talk about quantum physics. Because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Um, We're interested. It is interesting. Last hour, the story was uh, that some scientists are saying that there's proof now that, uh, that parallel universes exist. What do you have to say? Well, let me say this is a really, really complex topic, and it's not something you can cover in five or ten minutes. There's a great book out there called Conversations with God by uh, Donald, or Neely Donald Walsh. Uh, it's three books. The second one's no good. It's on government, and they got it completely wrong. But book one and three are excellent hmm. to understand this. And so a few of the ideas from that, uh, one is that we're all pure energy. Um, at our lowest level, you know, the, the atoms that make up our body are just vibrating energy. And so we have, you know, our thoughts that create energy, and that shapes the world around us. Now, that's not really even a metaphysical concept. It it sort of sounds like it is, but it's really based on physics in that you're right. I mean, if if you're touching somebody, technically you are sharing um, atoms with them, aren't you? Uh, Yeah. Now, there you're getting into something I'm not really too sure about. But um, let's see. (laughs) How do we go with this? uh, If you think like back to the Big Bang Theory... um, Every, the universe had no matter. It was just pure energy, so everything was perfect. Uh, and then it exploded and created all of these planets and things and eventually us. So, so we say. are essentially part of that same energy. Mm-hmm. And the Conversations with God book delves into all of the major religions. That's what I really like about it. Is I think they're all kind of from the same foundation, and it's in this theory um, that we're all connected. And, Mark, you can help me with the uh, Bible quotes, but... There's something like I am the Father and the Son. No, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know that uh, they they claim necessarily in the Bible that uh, they're the same. I I don't know, or that they're connected somehow. And I'm, there's all kinds of connections. That's how they came up with the, with the Trinity idea. Okay, so I think that goes back to this same idea that you know we're all part of this connected energy that makes up the universe. Mm. Okay, uh, then there's also the idea you've talked about if we equalize all the money across all the people in the world. Uh, within a few years, the people who had money before would probably uh, attain a lot of wealth, and the people who didn't would, you know, lose all their money. I don't even think it would take years. 
yeah. take a few months. Well, I think that it's more to it than just poor mo- uh, money management. It really goes back to a state of mind mm-hmm. uh, and what you focus on and what your thoughts are and what kind of energy you put out into the world. Well, yeah, but they're not focusing on money, managing their money. They're focusing on a 24-pack of beer. Well, but what's the mindset behind that that creates those kind of artificial needs that don't uh, attract the things that uh, help them in life but instead hold them back? What is the mindset? Well, of course, I guess that would be different for each individual, but I'm sure a lot of them are not happy with what they have in life, and they want to drown their sorrows with, uh, you know, uh, with alcohol all weekend long right. until they wake up Monday morning and have to go back to the grind again. I'm sure that's a, that's a life for a lot of people. So what they're putting their energy into is all the things that they don't want in their life, like, uh, you know, this is horrible, I'm living in this poor apartment, I don't have any money, right. on and on and on, whereas wealthy people who do have a lot of money, focus on their wealth. Have you seen The Secret? Because that's what they talk about in The Secret. Yeah, The, the Secret's tied into this. Uh, I've, I've watched pretty much all of these movies. This is absolutely my favorite topic. Really? Interesting. So uh, there's uh, also Gandhi uh, had a, a very famous saying where he said, uh, be the difference that you want to see in the world because like attracts like. He understood this principle as well. Absolutely, and I've seen it. I've seen it working in my life. Um, you know, you, and it sort of ties into uh, the, one of the, my favorite rules in life, and that is, you know, the people that you surround yourself with will either bring you up or bring you down. So not only should you be the change you want to see in the world, but also make an effort to surround yourself with like-minded people. I mean, don't just hope that it will happen. Um, just go out there and, and make that effort and sh- and shun and ostracize those that uh, that that are going to bring you down, that are you know likely to. Uh, to affect you in, in negative ways, and uh, really, it makes a big difference when you do indeed surround yourself with like-minded people, and that's what we're doing here in New Hampshire with the Free State Project. Like-minded people from across the country and around the world are all moving to New Hampshire in order to make a stand for liberty. I mean, we can't really we can't fail at this. Uh, the I way agree. I see it. Yeah. Now let's talk about time for a minute. Uh, this is a great question. What is time? Just kind of like you asked, what is the dollar mm-hmm. yesterday? Um, what do you guys think it is? Well, that's, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I'll give you the shortcut answer. It's an artificial measure that we place on the present moment. Okay. So the idea behind all of this is that the beginning of the universe, the end of the universe is all happening right now in this exact moment, and there are an infinite number of these parallel universes out there that all exist, and, you know, they're all happening start to finish right now. So right now in this instant, or that's just what in we're this, applying this, to it? Well, because the universe only knows the present moment. There is no such thing as time to the universe. Right. That's sort of... Hard to get your head around, it, I know. It's, just, it's fun to talk about, fun to think about, and I'm glad we've had this conversation. Thanks for the call, Sam, and uh, appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind if you want to add to this conversation, or we'll talk about cigarette surveillance, and Josh has a question about the Free State Project or wants to talk about it. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online. The wiki's there, over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. And... Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or a limited liability company. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. As we go to the phones, you can bring up anything. Let's talk to Josh in Missouri. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your mind, Josh? Um, nothing. I have, uh, well, I just want to know a little bit more about the Free State Project and your involvement in it and what it actually is. Sure. What you, I mean, what uh, what specifically do you okay. want to start with? Okay. Well, let's start with what I know about it. What I know about it so far is actually very little, admittedly. Um, it looks like uh, a bunch of people. It's like you guys' goal is twenty thousand to Correct. move to the, New Hampshire. Right? right. The original goal of the Free State Project, and it, and it still stands today. The original goal was to uh, recruit twenty thousand people to sign up. You know, put their name on a dotted line that says, I will move to New Hampshire within five years of the organization reaching 20,000 members. Now, if you look at the current statistics at freestateproject.org, you'll see that we're not quite to 8,000 members yet. So that would take a long time to actually make happen at the current join rate that we have with the Free State Project. Um, the right. join rate used to be a lot higher before the state was chosen, and then it slowed down after that, after they chose New, after New Hampshire was chosen. And so the Free State Project has sort of been shifting gears. Um, there's been a first 1,000 pledge, which uh, 1,000 people signed last year, said they would move to New Hampshire by the end of 2008. We already have a couple hundred people that have moved into the state as early movers. Mark and myself are two of those early movers. And so by the end of 2008, we should have a total of 1,000 people uh, that have moved here as part of the Free State Project. So the project is sort of shifting gears from, okay, yeah, we still got this original goal of 20,000, and, and we still want to reach that, but... We'd rather you not wait. If you don't, you know, if you don't want to wait, please don't wait. Come now because now people are making a difference. Things are happening right now. The organizations are out there being created. The activists are out there doing things, and we need liberty lovers in New Hampshire as soon as possible. So that's sort of the. I think that's the direction you're seeing the Free State Project go in nowadays. Okay, gotcha. And what's the end goal of the project? Well, I don't know if the project itself has an end goal. The project only really exists to bring liberty-minded people to New Hampshire. That's the purpose. They call it, you know, the bus. Like, Free State Project only exists to recruit people into the project and help them and assist them with the moving process. So, you know, plug them into uh, the, the community of people that is here in New Hampshire, allow them to ask and answer questions, that sort of thing, and, you know, get information on housing and jobs. And that's what the Free State Project exists for it. What is the end game? That would be different um, according to every Free State Project member you talk to. I think most of them would agree that they want drastically less government than we currently have today. Some of them would like to stop at small government. Many of them would like to go on and uh, totally secede from the union. So, again, it depends on who you ask. Right, right. Okay, cool. Very much. That, that answers pretty much all my questions. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, um, so, does it sound like something that interests you? It does. Um, to a point, I mean, I, obviously, I don't think seceding from the union is. The Whoa! Answer, right? Somebody just right, turned right. you down. Sorry, say that again. You don't think what? I said I, I don't think that um, seceding from the uh, from the union is, a, is an answer at all. Right. I, I don't I either. Do. I, I, I'm I'm sort of uh, of the on the other end of the scale from Ian. I 
I don't see any reason to uh, wave the flag of secession out in front of people. Um, right. You know, I, I think that if things went terribly wrong um, here in the United States, then, you know, secession's an option. But, you know, no. I think things have gone terribly wrong. Yes, I, I know you do, buddy. Yeah. So there you go. Um, you've already got disagreement between two free staters right here in this one room. So now you can imagine right. what it would be like when you put a few hundred of them together. And here's what I would suggest that you do. If it's something that you find interesting, go to freestateproject.org. And then look into the Liberty Forum. It's coming up in January. It's, I think, the first weekend or very close to that in January. All the details are there. There are going to be all kinds of great libertarian speakers that are going to be present there. Um, I know we'll be talking more about it as it gets closer. We were at the last one. There were hundreds of people there. There are going to be even more people this time. And it's a really great way to get a feel for the just tremendous activists that we have in this movement here in New Hampshire and, and what they're up to and what they're doing and, and what's being planned for the future. Highly recommend that. So once again, that's freestateproject.org. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate the call. Hey. 800-259-9231. Did you have fun at the Liberty Forum last year? Mark? I thought it was great. It was a good time. I mean, even your wife enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyed she did. It. And she's not even really a free stater. She's really a free stater, but uh, she doesn't. Did she sign up? Did she sign up? For mm-hmm. the, I didn't know that. Yep, she's a signer of the Free State Project well, and a signer of the first 1,000. Cool. All right, 800-259-9231. Uh, let's go to Matt in Illinois on the Amplifier line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, guys. What's on your mind? Uh, just a um, quick observation. If the universe is splitting into all these different mega universes, and there's all kinds of them, mm-hmm. do you realize that there's a universe where your free market your free market society that you always talk about actually does exist and there's a universe where ian's a police officer <laughs> <laughs> and he probably tases people and enjoys it yeah. <laughs> it could happen i suppose i mean i used to like kicking over ant piles when i was a kid so i suppose i could have really you know focused in on that become a become a, th- a tyrant or something Be- like that become a policeman yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, maybe we should start considering a free universe project rather than a free state project. I don't know. It seems a bit of a lofty goal. Well, we could try to decide which universe we want to move to. <laughs> Don, I'm not sure if that part's possible quite yet, but that sure <laughs> would be nice if you could just instantly shift gear, you know, shift over to the, your universe of choice. Well, maybe if we all think real positive, it can happen. Well, you know, I'm not so sure about how quickly those things can happen, but I, I'm all in favor of positive thinking. Well, I, we have to start. We have to start thinking. If we don't start thinking positive, then it's never going to happen. And right? you're right about that. I, there aren't enough people in the world who do think positively. They uh, they constantly are thinking negatively, and they bring their own lives down because of it. And, of course, then they get into the rut where, because their life sucks, they keep thinking negatively, and they you know inevitably progress into or regress into just total suckage for their lives. And here's something to think about. This gentleman that called about time, mm-hmm. time doesn't exist. It is a non-existent thing. Because if you think about it, you know, he was talking about now. Well, what is the past? The past is, what, a second ago? That's the past, right? Mm-hmm, How about sure. a billionth of a second ago? Also That's the past. the past. How about a trillionth? And you can go on and on and on to the point where the past is actually now. And you can do the same with the future. Yeah, I like the idea that, you know, time is certainly a construct of man. Uh, it's just that when, if, if you're talking about these things, you have to remember that even, if time, even though time doesn't exist, you still have to sleep every 24 hours. Because <laughs> otherwise you'll go crazy. Or, or at, at some at certain points in time, yes, you do have to sleep. Yep. There's one more thing. I got a, a, a story here. Hmm. There was a, a, a guy here in Chicago. Well, you know, um, um, hunting season is starting all over. Not and, in Chicago. Well, not in Chicago because they don't allow guns and things. Or animals, for that matter. There was this guy. 
there was this guy who was a uh, a bouncer at a uh, a bar, and he was telling me this this story. He says they do they do hunt in Chicago, and they do so with pellet guns. Uh-huh. And what he would do is he would take lunch meat. Him and his buddies would go out, and they would put the lunch meat down in the alley, and they would wait for rats to come to get the lunch meat. Oh wow! And, and then they would start pegging the rats with the pellet guns. And good pellet, times. And yeah, this is pellet, right inside the loop. Um, it was in downtown. Okay. In the alleys, and pellet guns don't kill rats, so the rats, you know, they they just hurt them. So the now rats, wait, when the was rats, the last time they did this? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. He was just telling me the story, but the rats would uh, would start fighting amongst each other because they'd get hit and they'd think that another rat was fighting. Them. Really? And so they would start rat fights with this. I heard that story and I thought, wow, well, you know, that's that's a pretty cruel thing to do. And I told him that. And he told me. Don't worry about it. He says, I don't do that kind of thing anymore. I go, that's good. He goes, yeah, now I work for the government. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. Uh, 800-259-9231. You can't get away with that now in Chicago. What's that? Pellet guns? The pellet gun thing. Why is that? Well, uh, it's, one of my, it's part of my show prep for tonight, if we ever get to it. There's a story about Chicago's video surveillance system that they put up. Mm-hmm. You know how these uh, cities, big cities like New York City and Chicago and D.C., putting up cameras all over the place? Well, they've got them all over Chicago now, apparently. And they're improving the software to the point where the cameras will know if you drive around a building more than once. And apparently that's suspicious, so they might call out the police to come talk to you about it. We can talk about some of the other things that these cameras are going to be able to do. Uh, So if you're shooting rats in an alleyway, who knows, it might notice the fact that you have a gun in your hand. And uh, they do have the gunshot sensors. We know that. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. SACL CAI, toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The features for free that we do ask you voluntarily support the show by shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Go to amazon.freetalklive.com. When you start your shopping experience through that link, Free Talk Live gets a cut a percentage of your purchase. The same great prices, same great free Super Saver shipping deals on many items in 41 categories to shop in. New items, used items, you name it, they probably sell it. Amazon.freetalklive.com is how you should buy it. Let's go to the phones, to the fun, and talk to Mike in California. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys, how's it going? Great. What's on your mind, Mike? Uh, I live in San Carlos, and it's uh, the city right next to Belmont, California. Okay. Belmont, okay. Yeah, where they... uh, on Tuesday, they just finalized the uh, smoking ban. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, now, wasn't this the one that they were going to ban smoking in apartment buildings, duplexes, anything, with the, any building with another building or another residence connected to it, right? Exactly. Uh, even townhouses, everything, or within 20 feet of a doorway or a park or park bench, I don't know, bus stop, anything. It's the most, as I understand it, and when we talked about it, it was the most draconian of all United States anti-smoking laws. That's right. Uh, And they're actually, because people have leases in which they can smoke in their apartments, Mm -hmm. and landlords have 14 months to uh, have the leases changed, so I guess they would have to expire, and then in their new leases, they have to make sure that uh, the the tenants are aware that they can't smoke. 
yeah, screw yeah. your private contract. Screw yeah. your your freedom to contract between uh, two individuals and set an agreement between yourselves. Now the government's getting in the way and saying, sorry, we're changing your terms after the fact. Yeah, well, it, it's funny that uh, the city manager uh, over in Belmont, uh, Jack Christ, he said that, uh, you know, they're not banning uh, smoking everywhere. You can still smoke on the sidewalk, but it'll be it's going to be hard to find, uh, you know, a space on the sidewalk where you're not uh, more than 20 feet away from the entrance to a store or 20 feet away from a bench or any place where someone's going to be. If it's someone walks smoke. towards you, if, if a non-smoker <laughs> walks towards you, do you have to sort of move away from them as they get closer to you, or is that, a, is that not illegal yet? I, I don't know. I'm waiting to see what the uh, what they're going to do as in terms of fines or citations or even jail time for uh, offenders. Well, in I other places, no I don't know if it was Toledo. I don't remember the the. I'm, I can't recall which city it was, but there's some city out there that actually has uh, that is actually taking calls. The police are actually taking calls from people uh, about potential violators of the cigarette law, where the police are are being paid to respond to cigarette calls. You know, when they could be out investigating real crimes, they're out busting people and giving tickets out for smoking in public or whatever the the violation is with the cigarettes. I I can only imagine that's going to happen here in in San Carlos and and Belmont. Uh, The population is mostly made up of uh, senior citizens. Um, And I don't mean to bash on senior citizens, but they tend to be the ones to uh, call the police with frivolous complaints more often than younger people do. It's the vitamin B deficiency. <laughs> Isn't it amazing, though, that people are actually applauding these things? That I mean, Didn't they say that in Star Wars, that liberty was dying with thunder, thunderous applause, to, mm. uh, to paraphrase one of the, the quotes from that movie? Uh, here, here you go. People are just applauding this uh, effort to crack down on uh, individuals' personal choices and the personal choice, uh, the business decisions of business owners who've made the choice to uh, allow or disallow smoking and, and in their own place of business that they pay the rent for or they own the building on, that people are sitting there and applauding these uh, decisions by government is just so sad. I mean, how you can applaud as your freedoms are being taken away, it's just, I, I find it yeah, well, just pathetic. Most people don't smoke, so most people don't think it affects them, but what they don't You're see right. is this is just like the first step before what's next. I mean, the cameras, are we going to start having cameras in the area? Or, well, they have them in Chicago, and yeah. so maybe that's what will happen is uh, the, the police will, uh, the cameras will be operated by people that are on the lookout for illegal smokers. And that'll be their new priority because that could be a cash cow. I mean, when you bust somebody for smoking marijuana, you slap them with a fine. Maybe put them in jail for a few days, but you've got to slap them with a fine because they they pay it. And so you slap a cigarette smoker with a fine and he'll learn his lesson and be more covert next time. Uh, But, you know, that's going to be big money for Belmont City uh, City that's collecting all those fines. I mean, you're talking hundreds of dollars a pop. Every time they do something like this anywhere around the country, it just reminds me of... uh, was it George Orwell's uh, 1984? Yep. Is it? Yeah, that's the right book. Where you know you just walk down the street and you say a cuss word and out pops a ticket from the machine. Wait, was that George <laughs> Orwell or was that uh, Demolition Man? I think it was George Orwell. Okay, because maybe that maybe Demolition Man ripped that off. I didn't read 1984. I did, but it's been almost 15 years. But that happens in the movie Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone. It's very funny when it happens. Anyway, thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine. Oh, hey, just one yeah. more thing. Hmm. Uh, can Mark take off his shirt? Maybe. I can. 
Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to George in Florida. George, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Yes. You know, I have a concern. I know uh, they're getting ready to disarm, try to disarm the veterans by a voice vote of nobody really being on record voting yes or no. But here's another concern. you got this dream, the amnesty bill. They're trying to push, push, push. But I heard, I got a threat from a LaRaza, LULAC type, that says when this hate crime bill is passed, I said we will be able to shut you up when we push amnesty through next time, that we will be not be able to speak out in threat of being prosecuted under this new hate crimes bill. It's not just the ADL, it's LULAC, Mecha, all these groups pushing for this hate crimes bill. Now, I'm not sure what any of those terms are um, that, that you used, but... You know, it seems to me that most of our uh, our freedoms have been taken away in uh, to, to bills that had didn't have a whole bunch of uh, people out against them. These hate crimes, the hate crimes bill, all kinds of people are out there, and I just don't think it'll pass. I got the veterans disarmament bill. I don't think it will pass either. Now, what is this veterans disarmament? Thing? I don't know. I, about I, this. I think I've heard something about it, but what, can you summarize that for me? Well, it's in the gun owner. If you look on the gunowners.org, it's a uh, it, it happened over, like, the Virginia Tech thing where we got little – it's not only veterans, but you once seen a counselor or somebody, it'll be in your record, and they'll use it against you. Oh, that's right. You they go, won't let you buy a gun if you've had some sort of mental health counseling, basically. Yeah, no, no due process. No, You're not even guilty. You're not even innocent, but we, we might just – it's a bureaucrat. Right, because deciding. because you've been to to a, a mental health clinic or a doctor or a shrink or whatever, you can't buy a gun anymore. Now that's what the the Gun Owners of America is saying. Um, but apparently, um, in the uh, discussion group I'm in, the Republican Liberty Caucus, they're saying that uh, they they've read through the bill, and I I I try to steer clear of reading through bills. And it says it doesn't say any of those things. GOA is claiming it's just about improving the speed and accuracy of background checks. It isn't going to take away Grandpa's gun collection. There's no provisions for any kind of seizure in the bill. It's just going to try to identify criminals and people who are nuts more accurately and reliably to both um, prevent illegal sales to them and make sure that legitimate gun buyers aren't mistakenly barred from buying guns. So uh, the Republican Liberty Caucus doesn't seem to think it's a uh, it's a concern. Yeah, another thing about the smoking thing. Mm-hmm. I, t- I mean, I'm a smoker, but I, I don't go. I don't go smoke. I don't smoke in my car like I kids. I don't smoke in my house it's like I kids. I smoke out in my porch. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, I said, when they get through demonizing the smoker, and they're not going to stop there. I say it's about the state. You go infringing on people's private property rights. If I own the land on a restaurant that's already there and I it's already bought and paid for, I should decide what kind of clientele if I want. If I want a smoke-filled restaurant. Full smokers, fine. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd be happy if they just put a sign up on a door. Caution, secondhand smoke. Enter at your own risk. Yeah. Uh, a business owner should be able to make the decision. Unfortunately, the direction this country is going in is uh, we're heading towards a national smoking ban. That's what they're, they're already asking the candidates about this. I saw something, and thanks for the call. Uh, we appreciate it, George. I saw something on uh, LouRockwell.com. They've got a great blog there now. Mm-hmm. It's updated all the time with interesting little tidbits. And one of them was uh, Hillary was asked a question about would she support a national smoking ban? And she sort of dodged the question by saying, I don't support that at this time. Oh, great. So right now you're not in favor of it, but theoretically you could change your mind on that. 
And so, I mean, really, it's only a matter of time before some politician at the national level level decides that uh, they're going to be America's hero and stamp out smoking once and for all. Are you ready for that? Ready for the national smoking ban? Because there are there already are rumors. The uh, the attorney general, excuse me, not the attorney general, surgeon general, mm-hmm. has been asked about it in the past, and I believe he uh, sounded favorable towards it. So got to save people from themselves, you know. They're already starting, man. They're already starting to talk about this. It's crazy all craziness. A matter of time. And he's right. It's all about property rights. If I want to smoke on my land, if I want to smoke, in, if I want people to smoke in my business, that's my business, not anybody else's. 800-259-9231. Hour three's on the way. Surveillance. Speaking of smoking, we've got cigarette surveillance now going on in this country. Find out what that means. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Live. We are launching an hour number three, and you, as always, can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Still on the way, cigarette surveillance. And if we get a chance, a story from a uh, somebody who was in the military and uh, just an awful, awful experience he had during basic training. But first, we go to the phones and to the fun, and we've got uh, two Toms and a Josh. We'll start with Josh in Kentucky. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark. Yeah, I want to talk about the uh, police state. What's on your mind? Well, I mean, why? I'm sorry? I mean, why would they do that to us? I don't understand. Why would who do what to us? What the do government. Mean? Why do they want a police state against the citizens? I don't understand. Well, they don't see it that way. I don't think. I don't think anybody in the government is saying, let's so you're create saying a police like, state. <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying it's good intentions? Right. A, I a think govern, so. a, a government, by its nature, governs, right? Does that make perfectly good sense? Yes, it does. In the same way that I'm a radio ad salesperson, and when I'm doing my job, I'm selling ads. When the government's doing its job, it's governing. Which means the it's getting bigger and more intrusive. The natural product of a government, um, of governing people, is a police state. Right. So, so you're saying that we should do away with the government. I'm not well, saying not such a thing. Saying. I'm saying that uh, a government is well, a government needs to be saying, controlled. Right? I would say let's do away with government. Yes, because it's like uh, it's like the old analogy of uh, you give a guy a, a hammer. And all he sees are nails. With the government, they've got a gun, so they don't really know too much else what they can do besides order people around. And when the government sees a problem, when the people in government see an issue, whether it's crime on the rise or people smoking cigarettes, all they think of, as far as the potential solutions are concerned, is, well, we should just throw people in jail cells if uh, they're doing things that aren't yeah, right. That. And that's well, where the mentality the comes from. A parasite. I'm sorry? Whenever I look at the government, I, I just see a big parasite, you know? Well, yeah, that's what they are. They don't produce anything of real value. Right, and in order for them to be a bigger parasite, they have to find more things to govern, whether that's uh, smoking cigarettes, eating Snickers bars, eating uh, cheeseburgers, uh, skydiving, (laughs) or whatever it is, whatever activity that they find to be a bad thing. They're going to exactly. move on to governing that. And and they feel like they've got uh, a mandate. 
because people go out and they vote for uh, for these the politicians. Lesser of two evils. They, right, they vote for big government politician A or big government politician B. Whether they're called Republicans or Democrats doesn't matter. They're all taking the government in a, in a much larger direction, and so they feel like, well, people voted for me. They don't think that well, people voted for me because they hated the other guy more. They think they love my ideas. They love my programs. I'm going to introduce more of them. And so that's what you have. You have a problem with government continuing well, to Well, I will say this. I will vote for Ron Paul. He is a principled man. He is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You having a good time over there? Thanks for the call, Josh. 800-259-9231. He is a principled man. In fact, let's get a quick update, shall we, from the Ron Paul uh, 2008.com front page. 582216 So they've pulled in over $30,000 since we started the show. $10,000. That $30,000 in less than two hours' time. Fifteen grand an hour. Busy, busy. How many? I saw an estimate earlier that was $100-plus a minute. Is what they're pulling in over there. It's incredible. Or maybe it was a second. I don't know. It was a lot. Probably a minute. Gives me a lot of hope. But uh, they're doing a fine job. Again, RonPaul2008.com collecting. Uh, they're trying to ma- uh, reach a million bucks, and I think they can do it. Uh, so, yeah, Josh is, uh, Josh is right. I mean, government keeps getting bigger because that's what they do best. It's not in government's interest to get smaller. Government does not want that. There are bureaucrats with, you know, they've got uh, kids at home with mouths to feed. And what would they do if they didn't have their government jobs with their sweet government pensions? I mean, they can't even fathom uh, going back into the marketplace and actually having to do work. There's one guy here in Keene, New Hampshire, we've been talking to. And he's a nice enough guy. I've talked to him on the phone. He's very nice to me personally. But he used to be a cop Mm -hmm. here in Keene. And I'm presuming this. You know, most government bureaucrats, they work at their bureaucracy until it's time to retire, and then they go into the world of retirement where they collect a pension, which is pretty sweet, usually, for government bureaucrats. So they keep getting paid to do even less than they did before. Government bureaucrats don't do very much on their own when they're actually working in their jobs, but when they're on their pension, they don't have to do anything to get the money. So this guy is not only collecting a pension, but he's also working again for the government. So he's got a, go- a government job again, this time for the housing authority. So he is collecting a pension, and he's working for the housing authority as a housing inspector. And so he's collecting a government paycheck, and he's still getting the benefits. And in addition, he apparently has enough time in his job to sit around and email me all day. <laughs> and don't forget the fact that he's a, uh, a city councilor, too. Yes, he is a city councilor. So uh, Julia was engaging in sending emails back and forth with this guy, and she was, she was doing it on her day off. And she was she was amazed that he has all this time because he claimed to her that he works 40 hours a week and he's so busy. But he's got all this time to respond. I mean, literally minutes after an email is sent to him, he tapped out a reply. And so he's sitting in his office at the housing authority in front of his computer there, just tapping away emails all day. So he's getting the police pension. He's getting a government paycheck right now working for the housing authority and his job consists of sitting around a lot tapping out emails we're paying him to tap emails to us well you know i i think that most people do believe that uh government uh, employees don't work as hard as they do sure and that's uh, one of the reasons that people want those jobs that's why they're sought after sure and they attract lazy people 800-259-9231 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, but we can turn it around. Uh, the, the Free State Project is part of that, moving liberty lovers all to one state to uh, create a nexus, as you were talking about during the break, Mark, uh, sort of a nexus of liberty. Right. right? Uh, well, I think one of the, the concept of a nexus of liberty is that even if 
um, you know, a whole bunch of liberty-minded people came to New Hampshire and did nothing ever. Just the fact that there's that many more people here, um, you know, that believe in liberty and, and the concepts thereof, it would uh, inf- influence the laws and, and the bureaucrats in that way. If they did nothing, yeah, it'd probably have some I, influence. I don't think that that's that's certainly not the optimal sit- scenario. But, but I'm they just aren't saying that is nothing. a it's a facet. They're doing a lot. In fact, the uh, the people that somebody that would pick up their life and move all the way across the country or move several hundred miles or whatever just for liberty isn't going to sit there and do nothing. They're no. going to get there and they're going to be active. They're they going sure to do are. things, and that's what they are doing, and they're doing an amazing job of it. Um, Far more active than uh, when the when the Free State Project was, uh, you know. Uh, envisioned originally they're far more active than even jason soren's you know considered that's correct he did not predict that they would be super activists as right. he described them and that's what they are right he, he just expected out. people that voted and maybe uh, wrote a letter to the editor or something like that maybe held a political sign right and during election how, time or something and that's how he calculated his numbers right we twenty thousand. we were talking about this last hour that mm-hmm. what is the free state project well it's an organization to move twenty thousand liberty lovers to the same state in this case new hampshire in order to make a stand for liberty well, he thought it was going to be 20,000 average folk who are just, you know, they love liberty enough to make a move and do a couple things. Turns out they're just super activists. They're mm-hmm. performers. They're uh, organizers. They're self-starters. They're people that are going out there and, and really getting things done. And so scaling back the numbers, some people have said that 2,000 activists will uh, will be able to handle it. I mean, 2,000 activists would be more than the Democrats and Republicans have in their parties combined, I think. I don't think – I think we should go higher than two. Um, of but, course, we've got the first 1,000 and 1,000 people. Let's let's pare it down. Let's say um, – you know, let's, let's bring it down to 500. 500 of them will actually move and fulfill their promise uh, to be here by the end of 19, or 2008. 2008, yeah. So we've already got 450 in-state uh, Free State Project members, another five, 600. Would re- you know, I think it's really going to put us over the top. I already believe. I know you don't necess- You're not going to go out on this limb, but I believe that we're going to deliver for the state. Um, we're going to deliver New Hampshire for, for for Ron Paul. I, you know, seeing all the things that Ron Paul's ca- campaign has been able to do and the activists that surround the campaign are doing, I'm becoming more and more optimistic about it as time goes on. I, I'm. I don't I know whether he always... can, I don't know whether he can get the nomination from the Republican Party. I'm not willing That's to say that. Out of our hands, right? That's not even right. Something we can. What influence. we can do is we can um, donate money and uh, deliver New Hampshire. And I, I think it's, it may be possible, Mark, uh, because the more I see out of Ron Paul's campaign, the more exciting it gets. And I'm so used to having to sort of back off. Right. I'm used to the libertarian campaign where there's always a lot of buzz beforehand. Oh, this campaign is finally going to do something. This is the one that's going to make the difference. We'll finally have a libertarian as dog catcher in this town. (laughs) And then they fail. (laughs) And they don't. It just doesn't work out. And so that's what I'm used to. And so far, the Ron Paul campaign has completely just shattered everybody's expectations as far as what was possible. It really is just completely unpredictable how far and how fast this campaign can grow. They've already broken out of the, uh, their fundraising uh, level from, la- from last quarter. Mm-hmm. They're smashing their goals at raising funds. It's just amazing. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online where there are live streams waiting for you. Broadband version, dial-up version, both for free at freetalklive.com. And the Free uh, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Let's go to the phones to the phone. Talk to Tom in California. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey there. Hey, what's on your mind, Tom? Um, hi, I was just wondering, I saw two Facebook profiles, one of um, each of you. Are they actually yours, or are they fake? Um, I do have a Facebook profile. As I, do I. I can't say if there's a fake yeah. one on there or not. Well, Mark, you accept, uh, so I got, I um, invited uh, Mar- um, um, both of you um, as a friend, and I got an, accept- an, accept- an acceptance from Mark, so that was actually you, Mark. I accepted uh, the one from the guy that said that we were moving forward in time, if that's you. Yeah, I okay. said that. I said that I was the guy. In fact, um, yes. This is not interesting to anyone else who's <laughs> listening. So, uh, do you have anything you want to talk about besides that? I'm sorry. Mm, it's okay. Um, what I was saying was about the time travel thing. Um, somebody that talked about it uh, after. See, after um, I had um, called about the time travel thing, someone, a, a couple other people had talked about it. Remember? Mm-hmm. Sure. And then at the end, there was somebody that said. Um, something that I don't think he knew how to say, like he had verbal constipation, but I knew what he was trying to say, which is that um, you can't really change the past. Like if you try to prevent an assassination, they'll still die, but maybe from another way. Remember that guy? Yes. Yeah, I remember. Um, have you seen the movie The Time Machine that was made a couple of years ago? I did. It was pretty It was pretty entertaining, The Time Machine, Yeah. Uh, based on that, the H.G. Wells book. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, that was... Um, I think I think what he's trying to say is what they revealed in the time machine, which is that the guy goes back in time to save his girlfriend from being shot by a mugger, but then she dies in a car accident, and then by lightning, and then the next time he goes back in time, and the bad guy explains at the end that it's because if she didn't die, he would never have gone back in time. So the universe makes it make sense. Hmm. It's amazing. Very good. And by the way, as far as the Facebook thing is concerned, can't can you search by email address on Facebook? Is that hmm. possible? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think you should just type in the name, people. Huh. Because I don't know what sort of security levels they have in there, but if you're searching by email address, then obviously it's going to be us. Otherwise, I don't have any way to guarantee that you're actually dealing with us. I can assure you by the end of this conversation that they are now, uh, are in fact, um, fake, fake uh, <laughs> Ian and Mark um, I don't know if anyone profiles. cares that much, Mark. Oh, yeah. just go to the BBS. Yeah, that's true. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. By the way, Facebook, I go there once a week. I've canceled, I canceled my MySpace account months ago. There's still a Free Talk Live MySpace account, but my personal one, yeah, done with it. I uh, might go every two weeks or something like that. So I'm sure that whatever people post on there, there's all kinds of uh, Viagra ads and, and everything else. Yeah, I it was think. awful. I couldn't handle it anymore. It, 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 yeah, it's as... It's MySpace it, is useless as it, far as I'm concerned. It, it's, it's, it's terribly Jumped run website. Jumped a shark. <laughs> if websites can jump a shark, MySpace jumped it a yeah. long time ago. It's it's like hell. But, yeah. Facebook, though, is a nice little site, but I still just don't have time to deal with it because Facebook is not as um, as refined as MySpace was as far as adding friends is concerned because mm-hmm. every time a friend comes through on Facebook, you have to click accept and then you have to click skip a step because they ask you how you know the person. I don't know any of these people. They're my <laughs> listeners. I, I, 
Right, there's there no option for listener. Right, there is no listener. Uh, so, you know, skip the step. And so it's like I have to click at least a couple times to get everybody through there. And then there's 15 other things that Facebook allows you to do. Like uh, Facebook says, you know, you can share your interests and share this and that. And then, you know, there's like questionnaires and crap. I don't have time for any of that stuff. So if you send me something besides just a friend request, it'll be ignored. That's yeah. all I can tell you. It's not because I don't like you. I'm doing it to everybody. Um, so if it's a friend request, I'll go through the steps of adding you to my little friend right. list. I do, I do the uh, MySpace and Facebook thing simply because I feel obligated to some extent to market the show. Mm-hmm. If somebody is on these things and they want to have uh, myself or Free Talk Live or whatever as friends, I want them to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, if you want to, me to, in fact, be your MySpace friend where I talk to you and, and that kind of, no, I can't. No. If you want to email me, great. I'll probably respond. But I'm not going to do it on MySpace. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not creating for myself one more email Another account email box. I have to yeah, check. Yeah, exactly. No. All right, 800-259-9231. Tom in New Hampshire is on the line with us. Uh, Tom, you're on with Ian and Mark on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah. You were just uh, earlier saying that about the hate crime bill. What do you think of the odds that that's going to pass Congress? I don't think it's going to. Yeah, well, see, while you're saying that, see, the USA Radio Network is announcing that on the news during the, the break, uh, I guess you guys don't hear the, the news, but uh, it was going over on the Internet that it's already passed both houses of Congress. You're kidding me. Now, what is it? what is in this hate crimes bill? I don't know much about it. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I just <laughs> they don't either, probably. But uh, about the smoking ban, okay. see, the problem is that the government didn't allow and still doesn't allow uh, businesses to set their own policies about uh, allowing or banning smoking. Well, they see, used to. Here in New Hampshire, they could. Because, uh, you know, uh, she, in the, the 1970s and stuff, if you put up signs saying no smoking, uh, the smokers were free to ignore them, and nothing could happen to them. What? And <clears throat> nothing would happen to them. You, you know, I mean, somebody, the manager would have to go in there and ask them, well, please put out the cigarette, and they would only do that on a customer's complaint. And, uh, I mean, they would, the smokers were... Well, the manager could still throw up. the person out if they wanted to. Yeah, but uh, they didn't do that. And uh, management... Uh, did not take was not allowed to take the necessary steps. Now, what what they need here to eliminate the smoking problem is the free market solution. Okay, yeah. you have a well regulated bar over here, and they feel it, it's a nice decoration on the wall to have a license. So they go to all the trouble of having that up there, and they close at one a.m. And when you've had enough, they say, "Look, you've had enough. We're not going to serve you anymore." Okay, that's their right to do. And they can allow smoking, okay? Sure. Then I set my bar up next door, and I don't need that decoration on the wall because the government has no right to require it, and I can stay open all night, and I'm not going to allow smoking. And when they're drunk as a skunk and they get kicked out of that one, that bar, they come over to my bar, okay? Mm -hmm. Now I've got these sandbags in the walls and in the floors and in the ceilings, okay? And when they start puffing away... In my bar, because they're drunk, then what I do is I put on leather gloves and walk up there and take the cigarette right out of their hand and yell at them, you can't smoke in this joint, idiot. Now, stop it. Okay? And then when they get up to fight me, then I retreat back to the wall, and my bouncer gets, walks up, they got a clear shot, nothing between the bouncer and the sandbags but the smoker. And a few blasts later, 
That's all for that smoker. Wait, they're not going to blast of what? He's going to shoot people in his bar for smoking. They're going to extinguish the smokers. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's a madman. You are out of your mind. He is a madman. What you why would you want to shoot someone for smoking? Are you talking about <laughs> shooting someone for smoking a cigarette? For smoking in my bar. And I told them not to, and now they're coming after me. We're all violent and everything because I snatched the cigarette out of their hand, and they're drunk, and they're the violent I don't type. think that... Uh, I'm sorry, Tom. Way. I don't think it's appropriate when you've got a drunken uh, douchebag attacking you to shoot him. I mean, well, he's probably wrong. not that dangerous. He's drunk. You know, you could well, trip him wrong. and knock him over or something and have your bouncer take him outside. I just think you jump to the gun a little too quick. You just jump a little too quick to the gun. Thanks for the call, Tom. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. And you want people to come back and drink more. That's not going to help. More on the way. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free. We've got updates. Get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Get on the list by going to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates. Dot freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. We've actually been talking a little bit tonight about smoking bans across the country. Belmont, California probably has the most draconian of them all in that if you own a duplex you and you live in one side of it, you can't smoke as long as someone's living in the other side of it. Apartment buildings are going to have to be 100% smoke-free. Anything that's connected, any structure that is connected, any living space that's connected with another living space, no smoking will be allowed there. Smoking banned from within 20 feet of doorways and open windows, um, that sort of thing. Of course, bars and all of other, all internal businesses uh, are also banned. Uh, You can't smoke there either. (laughs) And uh, you're seeing, we're seeing things like this spread across the country. They become more and more draconian as each new city picks up the idea and adds their own little rules and their own little tweaks to the mix. Like uh, some cities, I think, in New Jersey and all across the country are considering now banning smoking in cars. I think it's already been done in some places. I mean, there are so many smoking bans in America, it's now getting difficult to keep track of them all. It's that hard. And so, of course, the new solution is going to be a national smoking ban. Not quite there yet, but give them time. Uh, In the meantime, we'll go to Nashville, according to KnoxNews.com. Starting today, State Department of Revenue agents will begin stopping Tennessee motorists spotted buying large quantities of cigarettes in border states, then charging them with a crime and, in some cases, seizing their cars. Critics say that the new cigarette surveillance program amounts to the use of police state tactics and wrongfully interferes with interstate commerce. But State Revenue Commissioner Reagan Farr says his department's simply doing its job, enforcing a valid state law while protecting Tennessee retailers who properly pay state taxes. 
Agents have already been watching out-of-state stores that sell cigarettes near the Tennessee border to, quote, get a feel where the problem areas are, unquote, said Farr. While declining to be specific, the commissioner said problem areas are generally along interstate highways with exits near the Tennessee border. The idea for the, is for the monitoring agent to spot a person buying cigarettes in volume at an out-of-state market, then departing in a vehicle with Tennessee license tags. So this monitoring agent's actually, um, he, it's a police officer sort of doing business, doing his duty outside of the... Um, in another state. I don't think that's, I don't think that's legal. Well, they've been doing it here in New, uh, in New Hampshire. It's wrong, I can tell you that much. Where the uh, the Massachusetts State Police, now they allegedly didn't do it this year, but they did do it last year. The Massachusetts State Police will come up and stake out a fireworks store. Because fireworks are totally verboten in uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So there are people that live in Massachusetts that travel a little north to New Hampshire, go to the fireworks store, load up their trunk, and come back down into Massachusetts. So they were doing the same exact thing, Mark. Now, is it illegal for a, uh, a, a, a cop to actually just sit in a parking lot? I don't think that's necessarily illegal. If they make a bust in a different state, then that's out of their jurisdiction. But is it illegal for them to investigate out of their jurisdiction? I don't know. I guess not. It, it certainly... It, I, I don't well, they don't, think, they don't think it's illegal, so what do you think the courts are going to say? Since the cops don't think it's illegal... Sometimes the courts side with the police, sometimes they the don't. Time. Most of the time they back them up. And so now they're doing it in Tennessee, except now it's cigarettes, which of course, that'll get more public support than the fireworks thing. Uh, and the idea, again, here is for them to, to hang out watching for people with Tennessee license tags, which means that anybody who's really serious about going to buy cigarettes in volume, as long as you know somebody across the border, then you can just go and take their car and just drive their car back. And you'd be okay. I don't know that uh, every. I, I don't know anybody in Massachusetts. I don't know anybody in Vermont that True. I can borrow their car. So I don't know how the, easy that's going to be. Starting today, monitoring agents spotting such a suspect will call an arresting agent. Oh, so there's actually. <laughs> it's not actually the monitoring agent that's doing it. They actually have somebody whose job it is to sit in that parking lot and radio that to makes somebody more sense. else. Right. Well, I mean, it makes more sense in that it costs twice twice as much because you have to have two bureaucrats. But you, you catch quite, quite, um, you know, you twice, three, to- three times uh, right. a multiple of amount of people. Uh, and so then they'll stop the car when it enters Tennessee. The agents will work in roving teams at random times, he said. The... This shows once again that Reagan Farr and the Department of Revenue are more interested in turning Tennessee into a police state than doing their job of collecting taxes, said Drew Johnson, president of the Tennessee Center for Policy Research. Farr said the program is partly an education initiative to make people aware of tobacco tax provisions in state law and a response to complaints about... <laughs> By giving them tickets. Right. And a response to complaints from Tennessee tobacco retailers about streams of Tennessee license plates crossing the border from out-of-state retailers. I don't think Johnson or anyone else wants to see the Commissioner of Revenue deciding which laws passed by the Tennessee legislature to enforce and which not to enforce, said Farr. Although they already are. If that were the case, the legislatures could just tell the Commissioner, get me $11 billion wherever you think best. Tennessee's cigarette tax went from $0.20 cents per pack to $0.62 cents per pack in the middle of summer. All eight states that border Tennessee have lower tax rates, meaning smokers can save up to $0.45 cents per pack, $4.50 for a 10-pack carton by purchasing out-of-state. Uh, and then they go on to list the uh, various different tax rates around. Under state law, bringing more than two cartons of cigarettes into the state without paying Tennessee taxes, a Class B misdemeanor, meaning you could spend up to six months in jail and or pay a $500 fine for That's that. That's what they want you to do. Bringing 25 or more cartons is a Class E felony with minimum penalty of a year in prison and a maximum of six years plus a fine of up to $3,000. Is this okay in your book? 
do you think that this is just fine in a free country? In a country that at least claims to be free, where you're supposed to be able to go and do business with whoever you want to do business with, at least in theory, is this sort of enforcement just, you feel good about it? That's what I'd like to know from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I personally find it outrageous. Well, nominally, these uh, these people work for us, right? I mean, they're paid the cops? by us. Yeah. Okay. It's so, So-called. What we think about what they're doing does matter, although likely they don't give a damn. No, it's never actually done really very much to stop what they're doing. They're going to keep pulling people over, slapping them with fines and citations, maybe even putting people in jail. Because eventually, if people keep if people keep crossing the border, they're going to have to put a few people in jail to really send a message, right? Mm-hmm. Make an example out of somebody. In addition, the specific state statute dealing with untaxed cigarettes provides that vehicles used to transport more than two cartons are considered contraband and subject to seizure. Farr said that, so you just try, maybe you don't know about this, right? Because not everybody in Tennessee reads the newspaper, and not everybody in Tennessee goes to knoxnews.com to read about this. So there are going to be plenty of people that are going to cross over the border, plenty of cigarette smokers that are just looking to load up on some cigarettes because they're tired of paying the taxes. They know they can save five bucks a carton, so they go across the border, buy five cartons, save themselves 25 bucks, cover the gas costs from going over there, and and they feel good because the money's not going to their awful state government. Mm -hmm. They come back across the border, get pulled over by some highway patrolman, completely blindsided by this. They didn't know about the law. They weren't aware of it. And I don't think they're going to feel very good about being slapped with a uh, fine and having their car taken from them over wanting to get a discount on some cigarettes. Right. And, you know, um, this sort of speaks of the times. But back in the 70s, um, for Christmas, my grandmother would always get my uh, dad several cartons of cigarettes for Christmas. Okay. It was something that he would he would use. Um, you know, it's easier than buying socks that he mm-hmm. may not or a tie that he certainly won't or a shirt that, you know, you don't know their size. He's going to use these Vantage cigarettes. So she would buy several cartons for him. Um, I mean, that's an instance where somebody would buy more than two cartons of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And really, this doesn't affect the people right on the border of Tennessee, they can just go over every week or um, 10 days or whatever and get their carton of cigarettes and come back. Right. And there's nothing that any of the uh, revenueers can do about it at that point. It's the ones that live 50, 60 miles inside that say, hmm, time to make my monthly trip. I'm going to get 10 cartons or whatever it is that they do. Yeah. Or Those maybe they come back from business, you know, coming back from a business trip and eh, stop off and get some cigarettes while I'm on the way. Yeah. Or whatever. And it is going to hurt them. And they're looking for the ones that are getting more than two. They're they're watching people coming out of the store. Mm-hmm. So they want you to get more than two because they want your car. They don't want to teach you a lesson. They don't want to educate you. They want your vehicle, just like the drug cops want your vehicle and all that crap, asset forfeiture and so forth. More on the way. You can take control. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Talk live, only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800 259 9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1 800 259 9231 if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Hundreds of our listeners have decided to do so because they like the idea of promoting Free Talk Live, getting us on more radio stations across the country. We're on 30 of them uh, officially right now. 
and uh, we're going to add more because of you, because of listeners like you that are contributing three bucks a month to the show. Now, you get some perks. You get access to the Amp Only call-in lines, the Amp Only forum and chat room, and uh, some more details. You can get all of that at amp.freetalklive.com. It's really important because it allows us to really advertise the show effectively to other radio stations. I was just looking through Talkers Magazine this month. Mm-hmm. It's the industry publication for the talk radio business. And we've got a bigger ad, Mark. Ours is a half-page ad. Costs us a grand a month uh, for the half-page ad. But our ad is bigger than the WR, a WOR radio network. Hmm. Theirs is a quarter of a page or a third of a page or something like that. They might have several uh, ads throughout the magazine. Did you take a look and see? I don't think they do. Well, that's, that's a trick in, they in can afford They can afford a bigger ad, but sure. the point is, ours is bigger. And this we're month, much, they decided not to. And we're much smaller than WOR. WOR is a 50,000-watt AM station in New York, and they have their own syndicate that right. syndicates Although content. this ad um, doesn't bring us a lot of, uh, you know, people people don't pick up the phone. No and one say, picks up the phone. We want to we want to have you on our radio station. It does do a really great job of positioning us as a major show. Exactly. It it puts uh it it sort of puts the bug in their ear, if mm-hmm. you will, and uh, puts us back on the it puts us on their back burner. They know Free Talk Live is there. In fact, this week's uh, this this month's ad is touting the fact that we've been syndicated for three years now, mm-hmm. and that makes a big difference too. The longer we're here, the more likely they're going to come to us when they need some content. Yep. Um, so you guys. One are day making, somebody's going to call and want to carry us. You guys, it has happened. No, that has happened. Uh, you guys are making this happen, though. You, when I say you, I mean the amplifiers. Amp.freetalklive.com is how you get signed up. And let's go to the phones and to the fun. Talk to Krishna in Santa Cruz, listening on KSCO. Hello, Krishna. Hi. Hi. What's you on your young mind? men sounded like uh, the boys from our part of town. Okay. I thought it was a local show for a moment. Ah, oh, we tricked you. Well, we're <laughs> sort of kind of local. I mean, how old are you? I if you don't am... mind that. Me. Can, can we find out how old you are? Oh, I am an old lady. That's <laughs> why I wanted to find out. <laughs> I'm 27. And I'm 36, maybe. Oh, you sound younger than you are. Mm. Really? That's interesting. Yes, this must be the result of feminism in the 60s. The fact that we sound younger than we are? Yes. <laughs> I think it's the uh, hormones in the milk, personally. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Have you ever heard of nanny government? Yes. Are you kidding? Of course. We talk about it yeah. all, almost every night on this show. Nanny government, guess when it started? With feminism, this is my point of view. Okay. With feminism in the 60s, <clears throat> when women said men were pointless and useless, gave them a free ride, go away, we don't really need you except to pleasure ourselves, and mm-hmm. you have no other responsibilities. I can kill bugs. Which, <clears throat> which infantilized <laughs> the men. Mm-hmm. It infantilized the men and made them feel useless. The women got into bureaucracies because, you know, becoming teachers and other bureaucrats mm-hmm. started their indoctrination. It had nothing to do with feminism or, or empowering the females. It was just a big communist deal. And they started nanny government. Hmm. Well, where, I guess, you, I mean, you the know. nature of a, what you're saying is like the nature of a woman is to protect and to nurture and that sort of thing. No, and no, so- no. Nature of a woman is absolutely fascistic. Fascistic. It's to police society. Okay. I don't know if I would go out on that limb. I mean, how do you, uh, what, what could you say to back that up, Krishna? Well, exactly this. You are not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to step there. They're little housewives. What do you think housewives are? They're little fascists. <laughs> I am one she's, of them. She's so making I know, a, good, a good argument, and it's difficult. <laughs> it are you saying your wife is a fascist, attitude. Mark? Well, I, she tells me the things I can't do. 
you cannot do. You ask a woman, after she said hello, she'll finish up the rest of the time you spend with her with saying what you cannot do, what you cannot say, what you cannot think. Yeah, but the difference, though, I, I don't know if I agree with you. particularly female. Well, now, Krishna, and hold on a second. men that oh. have been neutralized by these wait females... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's, one like hole, there's a big gaping hole in your argument here. And let me Go point ahead. it out, and I want to get your response, okay? Yeah. I, I think it's interesting what you're saying, and I think that women certainly do have a nature to uh, to protect and to uh, to nurture and that sort of thing. And I, think I that did you're, not say you're, that. I know I you're not, not saying that. that. I'm saying that's what I think. I think men are... Men used to be the protectors. But wait a minute, you can't men. say... It you, was taken away from them. You, women hold on, are not Krishna, protectors. Krishna, 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 Krishna. You can't say that women are fascists because there's no force involved. Men are getting into a relationship with a woman on a voluntary basis. She's not holding a gun to their head and saying, you must uh, have sex with me, you must be in a relationship with me. I'm not talking about personal relationship. I'm talking about their attitude vis-a-vis everything around them. They want government to protect them. Hmm. They don't want people to be on their own two feet. They have gotten rid of the men. So what do they do? I will have a child without a father, but you have to pay for daycare. You have to pay for health care, government. Hmm. I'm taking money from everybody's pocket so I can stand on my two feet. Not very well, because everybody's standard of life gets gets denuded because of this uh, stealing of money from everybody. You're, you're absolutely Krishna, right about Krishna, that. I, I can't argue with, mu- with much of what you're saying, but you do understand that I absolutely cannot come on the air every night and, uh, and say the things that you're saying. And Why expect, not? B- because I'm never going to be put on any radio stations. Yeah, Women across America, the problem, right? they will any be calling the radio station owners. Fascistic, corporations are fascistic organizations. <laughs> no, I might be using this word loosely, but honey, it is so true. Because when someone says, I'll put you in jail, or I'm going to come inside your house because you're smoking, or if you uh, hit the butt of your little kid, the kid is going to be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. This is creeping fascism. This is true. You're right. I, Absolutely you know what? true. And it began, my dear boys, since I will <laughs> now tell my age, I'm a 60-year-old woman, it all began with so-called feminism. That's that mostly took away jobs from mm-hmm. blacks and gave it to white middle-class women so they could have their nails done every week. And look who's they the beneficiary. And this ties in, you know, what you're saying ties into the Social Security program as well because white middle-class or upper-class upper women are the beneficiaries of the Social Security program because black people uh, and men die sooner, and so therefore the women are the ones that are really collecting on Social Security compared to everybody else. And look at this. It's really pernicious. All these women I see, they're mostly white women. Now it's kind of sinking in, maybe creeping into the uh, Hispanic and black with female crowd. Keeping this industry of males in jail and uh, uh, social workers, you know, taking children away from homes and placing them in in more criminal homes and therefore keeping the industry going so they have jobs. Mm. They're all in these middle class White women slash now it's becoming black women, but it's an industry do, of do you have women friends? Yeah, right. You don't tell this to women, do you? Absolutely, every chance I get. I can't I believe said, it. You know, I live in California, right? right? Right, right. Over here, the courts are all skewed to these white women sure. that are hosing men down one after another with every divorce. And what do they do? They pick up houses one after another with every divorce. They're becoming millionaires. 
leaving bitter, scared, angry men behind sure. for other ravenous, scavenging women <laughs> to pick them up, except... You know, they're not going to marry them. I'm so it's glad Krishna's here saying these I, things. I want a Krishna to have her own radio show. Do you have your own show on KSCO? Because <laughs> no, we need to call Michael Swirling up. You guys can give me a job. I want to talk. <laughs> I am so bitter and angry, as these men are, about how the women are abusing the men. This, this, has been, this is the fruit of what was sowed in the 60s by these so-called feminists. And Amazing. You're very, I mean, it's very interesting because, you know, when you look at the liberty movement, it's, it's really absent of a lot of women. Um, the, the liberty movement is mostly made up of, of, ma- of males, and uh, we're always scratching our heads as to, you know, what can we do to bring more women into uh, to the fold of liberty? Uh, what, would you, what would you recommend, uh, Krishna? How can we um, help women well, you know, find liberty? In freedom? California, it's, it's disgusting. All I can do is talk to my female friends who are all very rich all manless, all have recently hosed down one or two husbands. Do they it's miss them? It's just disgusting. So are you saying there's no chance, I mean, to convert these people to liberty and freedom? It's just like they're lost oh, to fascism? Oh, I shame fascism. them. When they, you know, they're still looking for men. I don't understand. Of course they are. They're, they're damn 60 years old, you know. <laughs> if you don't have, I guess, male pheromones around in the house, you're still yearning for men. But they don't yearn in a way one should yearn for men. Right. They want this guy to be just so. They want the power. They want the ownership. They want the settlement. And, and they want him to behave. You know, they're still little babies. This might be. Krishna. You know, I, I am an immigrant. This might I be. I wish we could keep talking to you, but we are out of time. I'll but call, call us again tomorrow. sometimes. It's been we fascinating. We can continue this conversation. Yeah, and t- call Michael Swirling and tell him that he needs to give you a radio show there on KSCO. <laughs> He's selling the station anyway. He won't care. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.